0: You're listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. All right, everybody, welcome to the Grow Further Podcast. We have a really special episode for you today. We have the Bonnie St. John. Okay, she's an American former Paralympic skier, author, and public speaker. She had her right leg amputated below the knee when she was five years old. Despite these challenges, she went on to excel as an athlete, a scholar, a mother, and a businesswoman. She's the first African-American to win medals in the Winter Paralympic competition as a ski racer and the first African-American to medal in any Paralympic event. She graduated from Harvard. She earned a Rhodes Scholarship. She's written six books, including one with her daughter and one with her husband. And we're going to be talking about the book Micro Resilience in this podcast. Y'all are in for a treat. If you are going through a time of change in your life, if you're going through a time of transition in your life, then this is absolutely an episode that you want to listen to. And I hope that you enjoy this, the interview with Bonnie St. John. Bonnie, we're so excited to have you. Welcome to Grow Further. I, you know, was telling you a little bit earlier, but I'm just gonna reiterate it. I felt like a little, a little girl that was going to school for the first time, like knowing that I was gonna (laughs) talk to you. First thing. Oh, you're
1: so sweet. It's so I'm excited to talk to you too. This is a great podcast. Uh,
0: Thank you so much, Bonnie. That means a lot to me. And and what I'm hoping that we can do today is, you know, so many people know your beautiful story, and we are going to be posting in the notes section links to your TED Talk and any other areas where people can learn more about your story. I'm hoping that you and I could jump into talking about a topic that's impacting the both of us right now. You're moving right? You just moved to a right. new place.
1: And and we were in the same place for like 15 years, and then we just moved to a new place. and uh, But it's an upheaval. So we're going to talk about this, about resilience, about the upheavals, because that was a struggle for me. Right.
0: I'd, I'd love to dive into that and you know what you call home, how you define home, and even how do you make a new house a home?
1: Gretchen Rubin wrote a book about happiness, and then she wrote specifically about how do you find happiness at home? And I was speaking at a conference once and I saw she was speaking to, I went over to where she was speaking and started listening. And I, I I almost got like hives and had to run out of the room. And I realized that because I had such a, a bad childhood, I was abused in my home as a child by my stepfather. Uh, I, 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 I had a lot of really unhappy times at home as a child. So, so the Like the deep connections in your brain that, that connect with home Mm -hmm. for me are like a haunted house. And it's, it's, so I'm listening to Gretchen Rubin and just wanting to scream because nothing she's saying is making sense to Mm. me. So I had to do a lot of work on my sense of home in order to, to build a home.
0: Experiences like that. I've recently heard that, um, you know, you have those physical memories where you can't necessarily pinpoint what it is that happened, but you have these physical memories, you have emotional memories. Right.
1: Well, and what it made me realize is I had uh, organized my life so that I never, I never stayed in any one place. I moved every Mm -hmm. year or two and I never really put down roots. I didn't really unpack everything. I would throw out things and move to a new place. And so I was very itinerant And, uh, and then Alan, my, who is my husband has such a deep sense of home. Mm. His parents, when his parents passed a few years ago, they were still in the same house that he was born in. So Alan has those roots and that sense of home and that sense of happiness at home. Whereas I had the exact opposite. So how do you all make it work? Alan and I had a lot of discussions about it and he was very patient. So even things like decorating the house, like what should this room look like or what should that room look like, I couldn't. I couldn't articulate words. You know, I couldn't because I, could, I, I didn't have a feeling. Anyway, I, I ended up being able to uh, come up with ideas. There was a, a one room we made into a library, and we built bookshelves in it, and uh, you know, covered it with books, and that makes me feel really comfortable. As a child, I coped definitely by reading and by escaping. In books, I could adventure, I could travel the world. Um, And then, you know, books got me to college and then to Oxford and uh, books and learning were always ways of making my life better. And so doing a lot of that healing and talking about what does home mean to us? How do we create a home together? uh, All of that, we did a lot of that work. So I think now that we're moving to a new place, because home is so important to him, and it means so much to him and he gets it and he thrives on it, being in a state of transition where your your home is sort of taken out from under you, everything is in boxes and it's kind of chaos, it's sort of the worst threat to his sanity that you can do. So so in the other home where we were more, um, things were, were more settled, He was a rock for me while I was dealing with my demons around home. But in this transition, I have to really be a rock for Mm. him because it's the worst kind of unsettling for him to to have home disrupted. Mm. Does that make sense? Completely. You know, I want to branch this out for
0: people listening. Like Maybe those of you listening right now aren't moving from one house to another, but maybe you're entering a new chapter of life, no matter how that looks new job, having a new team, um, we could go through the list of different changes that people experience in their life, both at work and at home. And I'm curious, what are some things that you do and maybe that you do even with your with Alan? Other people matter and having at least one person that you can lean on throughout transition. I would imagine that that's one thing, Um, having somebody to lean on to help you thrive.
1: Right. And we listen to each other and we, we help each other. And yeah, that's what you're saying. And we, we do. And we wrote the book on resilience together, micro resilience. And so it's, you know, a lot of what's in the book is the, the research based on the research we did and looking at the science of resilience, really simple things. That's why we called it micro resilience is we wanted to find super easy things to do that would make a big difference. And so what can we tell people that are going through a lot of transition right now one is just remember to drink water, Ooh. is staying hydrated makes a huge difference to how your brain functions, you know, your ability to to bounce back from things. You know, I'm sitting in a room with boxes piled all around me and chaos. And I, you know, it is easy to forget to, to drink water,
0: especially if it's not a habit, right? Which is what you're right. saying. If it's not a habit that you've had your whole life, like wake up and drink eight ounces of water or whatever, then... Of course. It's not necessarily that there isn't time, but you don't make the time because or, it's not part of your regular routine.
1: And I think people a lot of people know that they should do it and they think, well, I'm moving right now. You know, I'll I'll drink water later. I'll do it when That's I need true. to. Um, And what we're saying is when you're going through upheaval, when you're going through change, when a lot is happening, that's when you need to really make sure you stay on top of it and you drink water regularly because you're going to need it. And it's not just about your physical health. It is about your mental health. It's about your, your well-being, your sense of happiness, all of those things. When you start tying drinking water to all those things, It's easier to say, Oh, I really got this is important. I got to do it. So I either got to put it out somewhere I can see it or, um, you know, make it really easy. Some people like to make it really appealing, like get one of those uh, water, you know, a dispenser, like a a thing and put ice in it and put fruit in it, you know. Slice
0: a lemon, Uh, get a pop of yellow in there, makes you look like a lemonade, but not. (laughs) So if you can
1: make it more, so some people like water, some people don't like water. If you can make it really appealing, Um, then, then it's easier to do. I love what you're saying also, Bonnie, because
0: you're talking about, okay, you're in transition. There's chaos in your life. How can you control the chaos or make it controlled chaos? One of the things is to focus on the things that you can control, right? And those are habits like drinking water. And moving,
1: walking. You can walk on a treadmill in a basement and that will help you to be more resilient, but you can also walk outside in trees and nature will help you to be more resilient. And there's some people that are, you know, automatically are more physical and love to do that. And there's some people that really aren't. And so like walking in my neighborhood, I have met my neighbors, you know, and they're so nice. They're the nicest neighbors I've ever had. And uh, I'm really excited about this neighborhood. So if if it's the people connection that gets you excited, then that's what would get you out there walking, right? Oh, I love but that. if it's just the exercise that, you know, some people are exercise nuts and they just want to exercise and maybe it would annoy them that the people are going to talk that maybe they'd rather be on the treadmill in the basement. You right. Know? So you got to find out how it works for you Are you know, do you like meeting the people or do you like just getting the exercise and getting it over with? I love this
0: um, because there's so many different options. So we've got water, we've got get on the move, but also maybe one of the reasons you get on the move is because you're meeting new people. Maybe you're meeting your neighbors or for so many of our leaders, they're going to different store to store. Other leaders that are listening are just people. You know, maybe it's the human connection that really gets you excited that can give you that burst of joy. Right. Right. Because in transition, it's so easy to be stressed and to feel that chaos, but to invest in relationships with people and experience a little bit of joy Wow.
1: And to honor what I, what I love in what you just said is if you know what it is that sparks your joy and you honor that, that will give you energy and that will help you through the transition. So if it's just the exercise that you want and you, and people, you know, people drain you, then, you know, go on a treadmill, go to a gym, go do, go do the exercise that's going to really help you. Or, you know, walk in a, in a, Park or something where it's quiet, but if people energize you and you love the the people, then walk through the store and meet the people, you know, and do do laps in the store, and that's going to really uh, get you going, right? But I think it's important to honor what drains you and what gives you energy,
0: and just take note of that, increase your awareness, and that would be the challenge. You know, Bonnie, this is we're wrapping up part one here. It's amazing how fast time flies, but I'm just yes. so grateful for the time that you gave us today, talking about home, what home means, how you can create a new home and a new place, and how you can take control over the chaos of transitions. Can I throw one fire round question at you? Absolutely. Okay. So you are one of the most inspirational people in the world. And, <laughs> and I know that that might make you uncomfortable to hear that, but you are, let's be real. Is there anyone that inspires the, one of the most inspirational people? in the world?
1: Oh, definitely. I take inspiration from a lot of people. Um, my husband inspires Mm -hmm. me, uh, in, in, you know, and we've talked a little bit about that. Um, I, I have lots and lots of role models of people. My daughter inspires me too. She uh, has been through a lot of challenges, uh, physically. Um, she's discovering she's only in her twenties and she's discovering she's got all these challenges with her joints; she's got to start mm. using a cane, mm. and uh, and she's just tackling that that uh, over and over again. Um, I'm trying to think of famous people who inspire me that that other people would know too. Um, I mean, I've interviewed. If you look at my books, I've gotten to interview amazing people: Cheryl Sandberg and uh, the head of the Environmental Protection Agency uh, under under Obama, um, and uh, Lisa Jackson. And, uh, just, you know, I think you can look around at people, your, your leaders, or even if you're a leader, people who work for you, and you'll find that some of them really inspire you because their, their positive attitude, their, uh, their ability to, to make solutions work, their ability to, uh, you know, get other people going. So I I think just look around and you'll find a lot of inspiration around you. Right. Sometimes the things that inspire us are right in front of us.
0: And we don't even notice it because of the other things that our brain is choosing to focus on.
1: Right, right. It's what we choose to focus on. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. Choose to focus on people you see around you who are uh, bringing the energy up right. and not pulling the energy down. Right.
0: And so that, hey, that's another tip, everybody, for thriving in transition. And Bonnie, I just want to thank you for being with us for part one. And I cannot wait to dive into micro resilience and to learn more about some hacks, how to increase our resilience in part two. Thank you, everybody. We will be back with Bonnie St. John. Thank you so much for being with us, Bonnie. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of
0: today's episode.